of the law shall no one be justified. But if in our endeavor to be justified in Christ, we ourselves were found to be sinners, is Christ then an agent of sin? Certainly not. But if I build up again those things which I tore down, then I prove myself a transgressor. For I, through the law, died to the law, that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me, and the life I now live in the flesh. I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Peace be with you, the reader. Wisdom arise, let us hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be with you all. The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. Let us be attentive. The Lord said, If any man would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake and the Gospels will save it. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his life? For what can a man give in return for his life? For whoever is ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him will the Son of Man also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. And he said to them, Truly I say to you, there are some standing here who will not taste death before they see that the kingdom of God has come with power. Peace be with you who proclaim the gospel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Just before Christ made the puzzling statement of the gospel message this morning, 
that whoever desires to save his life must first lose it, and that whoever wants to be with Christ must first deny himself, take up his cross, and follow Jesus. Before he said all these things, he got into a little scuffle with his disciple Peter. You see, Christ began telling his disciples what exactly was waiting for him as they were going towards Jerusalem, namely, that he would be betrayed, suffer, be beaten, humiliated, crucified, die, be buried, and ultimately rise from the dead on the third day. Now, at hearing these rather sad words from his Lord, Peter, it says, rebuked Christ and started arguing with him about these things. That's exactly what it says. Hard is it to believe Peter rebuked Christ. But in return, Christ then rebuked Peter rather severely, even calling him Satan. Get behind me, Satan, Jesus said to Peter. These are very harsh words, obviously, but Jesus explained why he said this. He made clear to Peter and to us why he said what he said. You do not care for the things of God, but you care for the things of men. So what do we care about, brothers and sisters? The things of God or the things of men? Where are our priorities? Do we think in a God-befitting manner about life, or do we think in an all-too-fallen human way? Do we sometimes argue with God, telling him that his way of the cross makes no sense according to human logic? Are we like Peter, who, because he thought in a worldly way, was called Satan by Christ? Remember what the Lord Almighty said through his holy prophet, Isaiah, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. This is why Paul said that the cross is foolishness to men, but to those that are being saved, that is to you and to me, it is the power and it is the wisdom of God. Now Jesus said something very interesting again to Peter. He not only called him Satan because of his earthly way of thinking and trying to prevent God's plan from being fulfilled, but he told him specifically to get behind him, that is to come after him, which is exactly what Christ invites, again, each and every one of us to do this morning. Whoever wishes to come after me, that is to get behind me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Now, to get behind Christ means to renounce Satan, to renounce a fallen human way of thinking about things and the ways of this world and rather embrace the ways of God. And indeed, to remind you, 
we did renounce Satan and all evil and everything contrary to the ways of God when we were baptized. At that time, we made a solemn promise to the Lord that we would renounce the devil and come behind Christ. This personal vow of ours should always be at the very forefront of our minds. To get behind Christ means, as the Lord said, to deny ourselves, that is, our selfishness, our passions, our sins. To get behind Christ means to follow him wherever he goes. That is even to Golgotha, carrying our cross, whatever that cross may be. Our cross cannot compare to those of the martyrs of old or of the great ascetics, like the unbearable cross of St. Sophia, whose memory we commemorated just yesterday, who saw her three daughters, faith, hope, and love, sacrificed before her very eyes. They lost their earthly life only to gain everlasting and true life. The worth of the eternal soul is absolutely enormous. Indeed, it is priceless and more precious than anything in the universe. Nothing in the world, riches, honor, glory, comforts, can ever, ever amount to the infinite value of a single soul made by God. And yet we often gladly trade in our eternal soul for a fleeting or passing pleasure. Now in the taking up of our cross, there is a great mystery to be found there. For just as there are two beams that form the cross, the vertical and the horizontal, so is the cross we are asked to take upon our shoulders twofold, and yet still a single cross. First, we are asked to take up the very same cross as our Lord Jesus Christ. That is the cross of pain, the cross of suffering, the cross of hardships, the cross of self-sacrifice, the cross of divine love. This is represented by the vertical beam. And yet this cross, which we are all called to take up in imitation of our Savior, is an intensely personal cross, one that is very much uniquely our own. And each of us knows or must come to know what exactly that cross is. Whether it is a particular vice or a passion that wars against us, whether it is sickness and suffering in whatever form that comes, whether it is the death and the loss of a loved one, whether it is a struggle to keep, keep faith in God, whatever it might be, this personal aspect of our cross represented by that horizontal beam must be taken up with joy, faith, trust in God, and thanksgiving, as having been sent to us by the all-knowing providence and love of God our Father. This is what St. James says in his epistle. 
Count it all joy, my brethren, when you meet various trials. This, in truth, is what reveals a faithful Christian that one does not argue with God, yell at Him, get angry at Him, and have bitterness towards God, but patiently endures until the end, placing all hope and faith in His loving care for our ultimate salvation. And we know that we cannot do this alone all by ourselves, and we're not called to do it just by ourselves, because all of this can only be done through faith in Christ, the flowering and the maturing of our baptismal faith. We were joined to Christ at baptism, and we are continuously joined to Him through receiving His body and blood in the Holy Eucharist. We were crucified with Him and buried with Him in our baptism in order, as we hear St. Paul say, to rise with Him to live a new life, in order to be able to say along with St. Paul, I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And if Christ truly lives in me, how can I be concerned with the things of men rather than the things of God? With honors, riches, and glories, and all the comfort and recreation of the world, when I no longer live according to the ways of this world, but live as a new creation in Jesus Christ, my Lord. Yes, we are called to deny ourselves, to lose our life, but in order to truly gain it, to take up our own very personal cross. And we can only accomplish this enormous task by the grace of Christ, which flows through us. Let us all then, brothers and sisters in Christ, say with one voice and with great faith the beautiful and mystical words that we heard the Apostle Paul proclaim. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. And to him be all the glory and the power unto the ages of ages. Amen. Please rise.